Where's the music I was promised? I was supposed to come up to some salsa music. I don't know how I got talked into this, but I do have a story that I thought would be interesting to share um, since my kids don't listen to my stories anymore. And um, it, it was when I w- I'm a 70s child and I'm New Yorican, if it's not obvious. Um, and I was in these just really fun, okay, uh, 70s Bronx is my upbringing. And I celebrate that. I celebrated, even though it was a, it was kind of violent. Well, it was a lot violent, but but I celebrated because we had a lot of fun. If you know the '70s in the Bronx, you know what I mean. Art exploding everywhere. And I want you to imagine for a minute that um, I'm young and I'm thin and I'm really cute. Okay, so that kind of made me a target for some of the mean girls in the neighborhood. And um, in those days, what you call bullies now, for those of you who, you know. So, yes, yeah, so what you call bullies, you know, it was just like, oh, bitches, right? So I became a target. And I can only imagine it's because, you know, I was cute. And I, um, I didn't even own a bra, you know. I was that kind of teenager. I had shorts that in the summertime, you know, my butt was probably hanging out too much. Um, Trying to think what else. Yeah. Um, but in the winter, I only had one pair of, dun- of dungarees, right? Um, we were of very humble means, let me say, right? So these dungarees, like most of my friends, we would wash them at night and then put them on the elestin, the steam, you know, that heated the whole building. And then you wore them in the morning. So I was always clean. I mean, I'm kind of fanatically clean, actually. Maybe that's why, you know. But, um, you know, my sister would say, you know, if you're poor and dirty, then you really look poor. So it was like we used to mop the floors every day. I mean, I can't, that obsessiveness with cleanliness is what I have. So just to give you an idea. But I had to wear these jeans every day, sometimes sopping wet. (laughs) <laughs> you know, in the winter. And um, this, this new clique started hanging out in, in my block. And uh, two of the girls in there got into their head to just fuck with me all the time, you know? And you learn a certain slickness, right? When you're surrounded and folks want to jump you. You know, my sisters used to tell me, you look at the, the main person, and you let everyone else talk shit, but you just look at that main person who's talking shit in your face, and you let them know, okay, I'm going to get hurt, I'm going to get jumped, but your ass is mine, right? And usually that leader, it's the whole psychology of the street, right? That leader knows, man, just let her go, you know? And you know that you walk away. You don't run, because if you run, then they love to run after you and get you. So there's that whole psychology, and you know how to get out of stuff, right? So that's um, these two kept messing with me. So they would always, you know, they would see me walking down the street looking cute with my platform shoes and my big old hoop earrings and stuff, and I'm walking, thinking I'm all that. And then they would go, ugh, when are you going to change them dungarees? And like I said, I know the... I know how not to stir the pot, right? So especially I'm outnumbered, right? So I just said, hmm, ignore, walk slow, act like you're not scared, right? 
But they started upping that game because I was constantly moving away from them, right? Um, so, in fact, it got so bad that this one time, there was a corner pizzeria, and I'm having a pizza there, and I'm by myself, and I see those two girls just walk, and they saw me in the window, and I saw one of them say, hey, hey, so she's calling the other one, and I'm like, oh, shit, I'm going to be trapped here, you know, because they had gotten really elevated in their aggression against me. So before they could come back in, I had gotten out, right? I'm just moving out of here, you know? I'm not going to be cornered in the back here. So what they did is they started talking their trash, and, be, and I'm walking slow, and they punched me right in the middle of my back. And I didn't even flinch. I just kept walking. Just keep moving. I wasn't going to run, because then I knew I was going to get my ass kicked, right? Okay. So anyway... Um, so I'm, I'm handling it like that. And I wasn't, I mean, it wasn't like I always ran into them, but a lot I ran into them. And then um, about, I don't know, a couple of weeks later, I'm at the egg store. We used to call it the egg store, right? And um, the owner had sold it to another family. And this time, there was this really fine guy that was working there. So anyway, we're flirting. And the two bitches go by. And they see me. And they just walk right in. And I was like, oh, shit. Right? And they walk in. They had seen me before I'd seen them. So they go, ugh, there she is with them disgusting dungarees again. And I had had it. So I said, what the hell is it to you? And the guy's just like, what? You know? And... And they said, it, I said, it's none of your business. And they, she said, well, it is our business because you stank. And I said, oh, yeah. And I imagine the humiliation with the, it could have been the love of my life, you know. <laughs> I felt like, oh. So I, I, I said, yeah. I go, uh, I go, you want to fight? You know, I had it already. I said, you want to fight? And they go, yeah, we want to fight. I said, well, you stay right here. I'm going to be right back. And I ran to my uh, apartment. My, I lived with my sister at the time and her husband. They were hippies, but hippies in the hood sense, you know, like they, they weren't like all peace and love. They'll kick your ass, you know. <laughs> so, but, so they told me, oh, yeah, all right, you got to kick their ass now. That's, you know, they put me in a sweatshirt because the first thing you do in the Bronx is you rip off the the woman's, you know, blouse, because then that's going to shame them, because all they, especially me, I didn't even have a bra, right? So that was one thing. So she put on the sweatshirt, put Vaseline all over my face, took off my hoops, right? And my sister made me clip, like, halfway across, so that I had, like, these jagged nails. And my brother-in-law, God bless him, he sacrificed the top of the family broom, right? And he sawed it off. You're laughing. You probably know this. So he told me, and you put it in your hand, and they won't see it, but you freaking, you know, just fuck up their face. I said, okay, I had it. And I was like, I was, I've never, ever wanted to fuck someone up like I wanted to fuck up these bitches, right? So I step out, and I'm like in that rage, and my sister and my brother-in-law are like right in back of me, you know? But slower 
like you couldn't even tell they were with me because I'm looking for them and I'm like, you know, and um, I see them on another corner. They didn't wait for me at the egg store. So I go, hey, and they go, what? I go, you still want to fight? They said, yeah. And I was in such, I just started running and running and running to them. And I didn't give a shit if it was, if I got my ass kicked. I was going to annihilate them, right? And I was in such a blur. And when I got to that corner where they were, it was really weird. They had disappeared. They had run from me. (laughs) They said, this bitch is crazy. And they ran. And I got there, and it was surreal, right? I'm, I'm standing there, and I'm like, like, wait, where are they? Where did they go? You know, like, it was weird. Like, I was in some kind of weird dream. And then comes my sister and her husband, and they, catch, they caught up with me. They're, they ca- they're catching up with me. And we realized what happened, and we just started cracking up. We, we were laughing so hard. It was nothing like we, had, we could have imagined would have happened, would have been the outcome here, right? We were dying, slapping high five and, ah! Okay, so that being over, a couple of days later, I'm walking again, and I see her crew there. And um, I'm walking, but I'm with my brother-in-law this time. And these two women stepped out of the crew, because, you know, they're leaning on cars, picture that. They, le- they come off the cars, and they get oh, practically in front of my path, and said, hey, Evelyn, how you doing? I don't even know how they found out my name. And, I, you know, I was cool. I said, I'm all right, I'm all right. Yeah. I kept walking, and my brother-in-law goes, ooh, they respect you now, huh? I said, yeah. <laughs> you know, so sometimes, the moral of the story, what I learned from this Sometimes you just have to move right through your fear, you know? You just have to confront it sometimes. 